Good morning, Rise and Freedom. I'm Austin Peterson. You're watching and listening to the Wake Up America Show at wakeupamericashow.com. We're glad to have you here. How are you feeling today? It's Tuesday. It's kind of a, it's a grumpy day today. This week isn't here isn't almost over yet. We we'll wish it was. Well, we're gonna make your week a lot better. And today is definitely gonna be a great day for you. You're gonna be smiling the whole thing. Some of you might even blush. Joining us live in studio, Camelia Peterson. What's up, CJ? How you doing? Good morning. How are you doing today? Doing good. Yeah. What's going on in your life? Uh, well, just, you know, all over Missouri and working and ready for a break. Can I do something totally unprofessional right now? Yes. Okay, I'm going to walk over to that camera right there and adjust it because we don't have anybody to do that in the studio. So if you could just dumb, that would be entertaining for like five seconds. For like five seconds, that's right. <laughs> Good morning. All right. I would have told the camera guy and the whole crew, but you know, I gave him the week off. Gave him the week off, right? Yeah. <laughs> this economy, man, Ex hard to hire good help. It is. It is. <laughs> Thanks so much for tuning into the show today. Don't forget to click like and subscribe. It's your very first time here today. Well, glad to have you. Make sure that you click that subscribe button so you can come back and join us which the show schedule is what cj 7 a.m central times and 9 a.m monday through friday that's right we nice job can you give her a little round of applause isn't that worth clicking the like button <laughs> lots of great content for you today uh camelia will be my only guest today Aww. don't be so disappointed she's a great guest in studio here today <laughs> We're going to talk about Donald Trump crushing it in Iowa. Nobody else comes close. And apparently the CNN debates that were supposed to happen might not happen because one, Ron DeSantis is the only one who's confirmed. Apparently Nikki Haley hasn't confirmed. And then two, well, I guess that's two. But then three, Vivek Ramaswamy hasn't qualified and Chris Christie hasn't qualified. So it would just be Ron DeSantis just giving us that awkward smile up there. Are they just not qualifying? And I will not let you down. Oh, gosh. Are they just not qualifying on their polling numbers? Yeah. Was, yeah. 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 They're not, they're not polling high enough in order for it to matter. Donald Trump's blowing everybody away. What are we doing here? What's the point? What was so the distinctive people were kind of like, how dare he say cancel the debates? And all the debates are canceling themselves. Am I right or am I right? I, you know, okay. So that lady that we talked to last night in the restaurant and she was like, um, came up and she was like, how did we, she heard you toasting the GOP. Oh, the GOP. That's right. <laughs> You're going to tell that story, right? <laughs> I'll set it up for you and then let you take it off. So, so last night we, we went out to, uh, to dinner. I took Stephanie and, and Camelia out to Christmas dinner. I uh, went to the local sushi joint and uh, we're sitting down and we're talking about the just absolute sad state of affairs that we're in and so, to a certain extent. But I, I was talking about how happy I was to be a member of the Republican Party because as the Democrats are going down in flames and are obviously irredeemable, as the Libertarians are not looking so hot for 2024, I just am sitting back and saying, proud to be a Republican, where at least I know I'm free, and I'll proudly stand up next to Trump. <laughs> and then uh, after I toasted the GOP, we got confronted, not confronted, just well, you know, this, approached. Approached, this older lady walks up to the table, and she was like, I overheard you toasting the GOP. And she was kind of, <laughs> and she was, but she was like, I've always kind of been more independent, she said, yes. but the way things 
things are. I mean, she was planning to vote Republican. And then she's kind of talking about the candidates a little bit because you talked about Trump. And she was kind of like, eh. yeah. But she's like, why? Are, how did we get here? Why are these our only options? Well, she's like, so she's like an independent and she doesn't want to vote for Trump. Mm-hmm. But I think she feels like she has to. Right. Because of why? Oh, what was it that? It was the anti-Semitism. Oh, that's right. From the that's, left. Yes. She's right? like, I didn't know that it was so bad. I'm like, where have you been, lady? You know, like, what do you mean you don't know how bad it's been in the Democrat? But apparently a lot of people, the, the whole Israel Hamas thing has really woken people up and opened a lot of eyes, especially among independents about how bad the left is. Right. And she was like, do they not know any of the history in the area? And she's telling the history. In the area. <laughs> you know, so, anyway, it was it was fun. She was um, and she was not from Jefferson City. She was from the Kansas City area. Yeah, she was in town for like some Christmas celebrations uh, or some things like that. And um, she was just going on and on about, uh, you know, how she just feels politically homeless and that she was concerned about the you know, the, how the left has gotten so far. I was going to bring up the whole like transgender thing. I think, didn't I make some joke about that? I think I did. Right. I was like, if you don't want to, Oh, I was like, if you don't want to be, you know, if you don't hate Jews, vote Republican or something. And then I was like, I I think I made some kind of transgender joke reference. I'm pretty sure at some point, but we had had, by that time, I think we'd had it. We'd gotten through the bottle of sake. So, (laughs) So I was feeling pretty good and pretty sassy. So you don't want to approach me about politics after I've had a bottle of Japanese wine. <laughs> well, she was lovely. We had a nice conversation and her daughter was probably standing there thinking, Mom. I know. I know. I'm that kid sometimes. You know, my dad will approach strangers in public like that and just start up so I can have a conversation like they're best friends. I'll be like, Dad, you know, people don't want to be bothered, but we didn't we care. Be, we become our parents. We do become our parents. We do become our parents. So anyways, uh, we're glad to have all of our listeners here today. Don't forget there is a text line that you can text night or day to contact the Wake Up America show, and that's 573-319-1586. So the text line, I will uh, answer morning, day, night, whatever it is. One listener texted in and said, your online store is evil, <laughs> but it's great for a few more Christmas gifts. By the way, I'm Urs Mommy. Oh, yeah, that's our new um, supporter, yeah, subscriber yesterday. yesterday. Urs mommy. I want to call her muffin head because that's what her dog's name is. Well, apparently Urs is that the Urs part of mommy has to do with muffin head, her dog, but I don't understand the connection. Oh. So I just kind of think of her as the as muffin head. Okay. You know, Urs mommy. <laughs> I want to give, like that. <laughs> yeah. Is I'm giving her her uh, 20% off um, code so she can, because she, now that she's a monthly subscriber, she gets the 20% discount. So anybody who's a monthly subscriber to the show in any way, so if you're a member of the coffee club, if you do like a monthly coffee subscription, Mm -hmm. you get a 20% discount. If you do like a $5 a month on Rumble, you get a 20% discount. If you do $17.76 a month, you get a discount and you get gifts and we do prize giveaways and all kinds of stuff for all of our supporters. So uh, if you'd like to become a monthly subscriber, please do so and I will send you a 20% discount code to apforlibertyshop.com. Urs, mommy, you've got yours in your text message as well. Don't forget, text the show anytime, night or day at 573-319-1586. That's 573-319-1586. Um, my buddy, Jace Lington, mm-hmm. you know, have you heard me talking about him? Right. Laura's Laura. husband? Mm-hmm. Almost said Laura's wife. I think Jake Tapper's list of Republicans who want to ban birth control is over-inclusive. Does he mean people who argue that Plan B 
and some hormonal birth control causes abortions because they prevent implantation of an embryo. That would explain it, but I don't hear that as a common pro policy proposal. And Laura and I are very close to pro-life activists all, all over the place. That's probably that was that conversation we were having yesterday about um, right. J.D. Vance was as how many Republicans want to ban birth control when they're really talking about abortifacients. Right. And I don't even know. I mean, I think there have been for a long time, a lot of misconceptions about Plan B even. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, you know, Plan B is basically for regular birth control pills mm -hmm. in one. So I think there's been a lot of misconceptions about that because there has been a lot of pushback um, among pro-life conservatives on that particularly. But right there, no, there are other drugs that I think are, you know, much more serious and but like actual birth control, right? Right. Like, like serious, like legitimate pre-implantation right. birth control. I don't see any Republicans actually trying to ban that. I know Catholics don't believe in that, but I have never heard, like at least in the modern age, anybody with any semblance of sense other than like an online troll, which doesn't count. Like I'm talking about somebody in Congress. Right. Right. Has there been anybody in Congress who's come out and said we need to ban the pill? I cannot think of anybody, although I will say I always find it um, really odd that neither the left nor the right are willing to make it over the counter. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Well, I think it should be over the counter. Yeah. That's my opinion, but that's because I would end the war on drugs entirely. Uh, okay, back to Trump. What's the point? What are we doing here? Why is Why are we even having this primary? Let's cancel the election. Just kidding. Just kidding. Or am I? Um, what we do you think? A, what we have a democracy? Do you think this is like I listen? I like Ron DeSantis, okay, but I feel I feel embarrassed for him. Like, what what are you doing? You know, like drop out and endorse Trump at this point. You know, it's I've been listening. That I've would been, be so much worse. It would not be worse. I He's going to do it anyway. He's going to do, do you it think anyway. So? Yes. Don't go. Here's the thing: if he gets obliterated, and it's going to be that's going to be worse. If he gets obliterated and then goes and endorses Trump, okay. But like, you know what? There's a lot of people making a lot of money on these campaigns and they push these candidates to keep running past the point of no return. And it would not be good for Ron DeSantis to have that, especially after he had such a blowout election victory in Florida. Like, don't let that mar your record, because listen, as somebody who knows, like you will never live down a crushing presidential election defeat. <laughs> I mean, I, I want to say that he would have more dignity than to to come, you know, turn around and endorse Trump. But then I think about Ted Cruz and like maybe not. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm trying to say here is that is there's that the, you know what I'm talking about that moment of Ted Cruz making the phone calls for Donald Trump and he looks really awkward because he endorsed him after he said all those nasty things about him and it was this whole and about his wife and about his wife and about his dad right Didn't he, oh his dad gosh. like tried to help kill Fidel Castro or something like that JFK, was it okay wasn't it is it JFK I don't know <laughs> some weird wild conspiracy theory I don't even remember but then you got you know Ted Cruz on the phone for Trump like looking like you don't want DeSantis to have to do that we like the guy we want him to yeah. to to have some dignity but I, I don't know. I think they're, they're, they've, they've bet it all on Iowa. They've bet it all on Iowa. And even John Burke, who is like mad at me because I'm not you know, in love with DeSantis like he is, he is like, I think if he doesn't win Iowa, it's over. But then when I talked to Dave Rubin, Dave Rubin's like, no, it's not over. Well, you know, people like you got to have something. People overestimate the importance of Iowa. They do. But here's the problem. He's all good in the other states as well. 
right like it's not like it's not like the campaign is like gonna surge or something like that at the last minute i, no, I feel like if I'm trump not... goes to prison that's only gonna make him cooler am i wrong come I mean, on let's not lie that that mug shot was awesome we sold a bunch of mug shot shirts i have sold very little desantis merchandise grifter grifter i know but here's the thing I made DeSantis merchandise at the beginning of the DeSantis campaign. And I was like, I, I think it's pretty good stuff. So, you know, like Florida drain the swamp, you know, DeSantis Coca-Cola looking logo. Like she wants the D Ron DeSantis 2024. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. <laughs> but nobody wanted it. And I think that, you know, and his, I sold a Trumpy Buddha yesterday. You know, okay, so I, there's nobody wants a Ron DeSantis Buddha. I think this is probably ref, this is reflective of where we are culturally because um, we are a clickbait outrage culture, mm -hmm. and those are the candidates that are um, that are appealing to people, and then we wonder why we have what we have. Huh. So, um, yes, but adapt, adapt or die. Okay, but I'm not sure it's sustainable. Yes, it is. I mean, what, what's going to stop it? I mean, it's only going to get worse before it gets better. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks a lot. Now it's like, you know. No, I mean, listen, listen. But I mean, things have always been bad. I mean, to some extent, right? I made this point. You probably saw this like a couple of months ago when people were like, oh, people are being mean on the internet and DeSantis supporters are mean and Trump supporters are really mean. And I reminded people of the awful, horrible things that the founding fathers said about each other during the uh, John Adams and Thomas Jefferson yes. debates for, yes. for president. Yes. I mean, yes, politics has always been dirty. And I mean, I think it's, it's not good to pretend otherwise, but I also think that our ten what has happened should inform what we do, but it doesn't have to be the way it is. Well, I just don't think that I mean here's the thing. You can try you can roll you can roll the the stone up the hill, Sisyphus, or you can invent a crane. Right. You can you can you can find some other way around it, you know? It when I had Kurt Schlichter on the show several months ago. We were talking, no, it was after the Republicans got shellacked in the last midterms. We were talking about, um, you know, what needs to be done. And he was saying, listen, somebody has to get fired. Somebody has, there has to be accountability. He's like, there, there's all these excuses that people are making about, you know, well, there was all these problems and we didn't foresee this or that. He's like, I don't hire you as a driver, you know, Ron and McDaniel. I don't hire you to complain about the rocks in the way, in the road. I hire you to get around the rocks, like find mm. a way to get around the rock. That's your job. That's what I'm hiring you for, not to complain about the ro the roadblocks that are in our way. So like, what are, you know, if you don't like this, Camelia, what are you going to do to change it, right? What, and how could we possibly change it? And, and God grant me the courage to accept that which I cannot change, right? Breathe deeply. So I don't know, like, you know, I don't know what the answer is, but I do, you know, here not too long ago, and I know a lot of people feel this, um, you know, someone said to me, she said, politics used to be a gentleman's sport. Mm -hmm. No, that's a lie. The exchange <laughs> over Donald Trump's hands is the most recent vulgarity in American politics. The history of crude remarks goes back to the founding fathers. In the 18th century, John Adams called Alexander Hamilton a bastard brat and wrote that Handel, Hamilton had a super abundance of secretions, which he could not find enough whores to draw off.
I told you we're gonna make her blush. Good morning. <laughs> Welcome to the wake up. Hey, now listen. If you can't say a founding father's quote in front of kids, then I'm sorry. It's just this is America, GD. Welcome to Wake Up America show, and I'm Austin Peterson, your host. Uh, I'm no longer on the radio, so I can say that kind of stuff. Secretions. Uh, and my guest is <laughs> Camilla Peterson, who's joining us live right now. What is a secretion, Do mommy? Not one of these. Mommy, what is a secretion? It's entirely too early to. I'm Austin. I'm Austin. This is Camelia. We're both Petersons, but we're not related. I'm S E N. She's S O N, and we are both friends, and we're enjoying ourselves together live on the show. Do me a favor, will you? Click like and subscribe to the channel if it's your first time watching us here today. Do you see Rumble.com got attacked yesterday? A denial of service attack. That is wild. Mm -hmm. um, it sounds like maybe they've like this has been happening frequently. Mm -hmm. um, that's yeah. What did he the CEO said something about it yesterday, right? Um, and he felt like maybe it was connected to some of the J6 things and that they were being targeted specifically because of those. Yeah, I have the tweet here somewhere from uh, Chris Pavlovsky, the CEO of Twitter. Here's what he says. He says that I can confirm that this attack has been unprecedented and has been happening since this weekend. Yeah, I've noticed they've had some issues. He says, I also suspect it is political coming from activists and or organizations who want to censor our creators and related to J6 videos being posted on Rumble. Mm. So a lot of these videos that have come out that have shown what did you see the videos of the cops just shooting the, the random protesters no, with rubber bullets? I didn't see that. That's what they don't want is you to see those videos. And there are people who have been convicted and spent their time in jail, like Owen Schroyer from Infowars. Mm -hmm who were convicted, he didn't even go inside the building. Well, it was months ago now where there was a story about the grandma who had cancer and they were sending her to jail and she was just there. Like she didn't even, you know, she didn't do any property destruction she or anything like anything that. No. Or... And so like why, you know, of all the people and meanwhile, what's his name? The, the fed. Um, oh gosh. You know who I'm talking about? Ray Epps. Oh, Ray Epps. Yes. You know, you know, like he's sitting over here getting a sob <laughs> story in Time Magazine or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that was really weird. I, th I think Ray Epps was a fed. And uh, I agree with um, I agree with Vivek to a point if you're talking about it being an inside job. I don't think it was obviously planned by the feds, but I think the feds planned to be there. And I think that they probably stirred up crap. I mean, it's a tale as old as time. You know what an, a Jean provocateur is? So it's it's a, somebody who goes to a rally who's like a sure, cop, right? Right, or an undercover, whatever, to pretend to be like one of the members. Well, and we and know that they infiltrate, right? We know they infiltrate those groups, right? Right, but they but the thing is, is that I believe that if feds went there with the intent of causing trouble to get these people arrested, right? I think that sure. the you know, it's like I was reading this story yesterday from the Wall Street Journal. You may have heard it, you may have not, where I was talking about like how the left has now changed their playbook to say Trump is going to be a dictator. Mm. And in it, he, you know, he basically and he's not a Trump supporter, but he says, like, it's the most ridiculous accusation of all time. Every single machination, every institution other than Trump's own are uh, allied against him. His, his approval rating is nowhere near what FDR had, who had like 75% of the American people. <laughs> he he had a world war going on at the time, right. and even he couldn't become a dictator, depending on who you ask. I mean, if you ask our libertarian friends, they might say differently. <laughs> and, and I think they have a point. Uh, however, uh, I will say that I think it's a ridiculous assertion that Trump will become a dictator. 
because there are too many branches of government more than happy to check and balance them. Even the people that he appoints, judges that he appoints, checked and balanced him. Remember the, the, well, the election fraud stuff? They his that's own judges. Right. I mean, how many of those judges rejected even hearing those cases? It was, it was like almost 60. Mm-hmm. Not that they were all his appointed judges, but he had appointed a lot of them. Is your is your Trump derangement syndrome kind of like tw- twinging because I'm getting you to admit that he's not because things like that is that happening? Trouble admitting, you know, some of the things that are true about Trump. That doesn't, you know. But it bothers you that I said things like that. Multiple and you, and, things and you're to be true. Right. But you're trying to find a way to contradict me. Uh, we're having so much fun here Somebody on the show. Somebody needs to, right? Somebody has got to, right? <laughs> yes, for sure. Uh, we're having a lot of fun here on the show, but we'd love to hear from you too. Don't forget to text this, the uh, let, your opinion at 573-319-1586. So what do you think? No debates in Iowa, CNN debate. Why, what were they thinking having a CNN host debates for the Republicans anyway? I was surprised that they even wanted to do that. I don't. And especially like people are so fatigued with the debates. I was surprised that the RNC had one in December. Um, Yeah, I just everybody's done with it. It doesn't change anything. I don't think it makes any difference. Yeah. Uh, Studio 314 dropped five bucks in the tip jar. Thank you, Studio. Merry Christmas, sir. Glad you liked the Christmas card. He says, I don't doubt it was political and attack on free speech, the rumble, uh, right. GDOS. Sure. He says, they do not want folks knowing things. Absolutely. You see those videos of cops shooting nonviolent protesters with rubber bullets. They were throwing, um, not smoke grenades, but tear gas grenades mm-hmm. into the crowds and things, roughing up the crowds and stuff. I mean, instigating. I mean, that that's that kind of stuff definitely will change your mind about what happened there. Well, Donald Trump's crushing everybody in uh, Iowa. He's got over 50% in Iowa. I don't know how anybody looks at something like that and says, well, you know, I do know. Remember back in, what was it? Remember when Bernie Sanders was running? Here's how, remember the the meme, here's how Bernie can still win. (laughs) Remember that meme that was going around? Here's how this, nobody got the joke when I posted on Twitter. I got like four likes when I posted it a couple weeks ago and I was like, here's how DeSantis can still win. (laughs) <laughs> wah, wah. Wah, wah. I, don't, I don't have a want want. I just have the price is right trombone, sad trombone. How dare you? They're all mad. They're not happy at me, but I get it. Listen, but do you think that, that a lot of these people are going to be like never Trumpers and just not vote for him? I mean, they're not going to vote for the libertarian, I promise you, because he's going to be whoever it is, going to be weird as hell. It's not going to be Spike Cohen or Justin Amash or somebody normal. It's going to be somebody weird. And it's going to be Josh Smith, who, who would even be like a, a decent protest vote because he's a good kid, a good guy, and he has a million kids. And <laughs> right. I think just had they his, just Yeah, they just had their baby. They just had their baby. Congratulations, Josh. Well done, sir, on your 294th child. <laughs> <laughs> There's a Twitter account, by the way, that is like... That's one of my favorite accounts. Josh Smith's like... 6,000, I know. 40th child, yes. Yeah, you guys don't know who Josh Smith is. He's a real good dude. He's running for president as Libertarian. And because he's a good dude, the Libertarians probably aren't going to nominate him. They're going to nominate some professor boring guy. I don't know. Yeah. I Yeah. It's Every time a, I've heard him, I was, no. It's just a grift. It's all a grift at this point. You know, there's just, there's too much money to be made in these things for there to be like, you know, a proper candidate of, of, you know, of normal capacity to speak to people who are not like like us you know we're 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 weird okay that's fine but we can't act weird in public okay we got to act weird in our meetings where we act like we're hunter biden with guns and drugs and hopefully don't get indicted for it like hunter biden has (laughs) 
So I do find it encouraging, though, that we are um, there is more conversation thanks to Elon Musk. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, libertarianism is getting elevated because they're having these conversations. And it's, you know, it's so much of it is we've been trending on Twitter for like weeks. I mean, like, let's normalize libertarian philosophy. Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for everybody that's out there, I understand the uh, the big little L, little L libertarian. Yes. So speaking of Hunter Biden, did you see that Hunter Biden's legal team argued that the gun charges against him violate the Second Amendment? Mm. I love it. 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 You got to know his dad is like, no, God, no, God, please, no. Well, no! what's funny is for months, no! everybody's no! been saying, oh, wouldn't that be great if they did that? Wouldn't that be great if they did that? They did that. They did that, right? No, but if like, if you or I or any like Republican, let's say like, you know, Eric Schmidt or Josh Hawley or like, you know, anybody who's a Republican got caught with crack and, and guns, it'd be... For sure. Yeah, they'd be knocking on his door, kicking it down. They'd be in federal prison right now. But I just love that they're going for the Second Amendment thing. And I hope he wins. I I can't I can't believe I'm saying this, but I hope that Hunter Biden wins this case because it's just too juicy and delicious. Did they ever find out about the Coke in the White House? They did not. Well, they dropped the they just dropped the investigation. investigation. Right, they're not going to investigate that. But who, do you think it was Hunter's? I mean, it had to be right. Right. I mean, but here's the thing: it it didn't have to be. I'll tell you this because the the elites they're all on drugs. I'm not. Listen, I lived in in not in D.C. but in Northern Virginia, just outside of D.C. for probably five years. Right, and um, everybody there's on some drug. They're all they're all on drugs everywhere you go. I mean, it, at least if you run in elite circles, like if you are, you know, if you're Rosalita or something like that, then they do crack cocaine and they do it in the gutter. Right, but in the in the halls of power in Washington D.C. They are all doing cocaine. Like if you were to go through the U.S. Capitol right now, there's probably cocaine somewhere in the Capitol. So you're and saying Madison Cawthorn was right? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. No, that didn't surprise me at all. That did not surprise me. A gay Republican cocaine orgy or whatever it was that he was invited to. I was like, that's Tuesday on Capitol Hill, right? It's not. It's no. It, there are no secrets in Washington, D.C. Everybody likes to pretend like, oh, there's conspiracies and they're hiding things from us and stuff. But no, they're all doing drugs and hanging out in the weekends, sharing the same cocaine and, all, and STDs. Maybe not all. They pretty much are. Like even like even the people that you would be surprised to see hanging out with people in power. So like, you know, Judge Napolitano, he hangs out with. You know, he hung out with, with Anton Scalia, right? Let and me was, live with my illusions. Why would you like to live with your illusions? Like um, Dennis Kucinich, right? Big anti-war Dennis Kucinich, mm-hmm. right? He probably has friends that are hanging out in the Pentagon and stuff, and maybe they even sympathize with him. Because right? it's just, there's all this intent. Nobody wants to, who's actually of any consequence, nobody who actually has any power wants to lose it, and they all want to have proximity to power. And so if there's anybody who's like rich or powerful who pretends to be on an outsider or something like that, speaking truth to power, like they go into D.C. on the weekends and, you know, Tucker Carlson, he hangs out with probably a lot of people that he lambasts on TV and, you know, they joke about it and they have a nice lobster dinner and things like that. I mean, it's I, I'm not saying I know Tucker, for example, but like as an example, 
right you know they a lot of these people when they're elites they they all hang out together right the rich and powerful people of this world are all friends well, Justin Amash used to talk about that, um, you know, how that everybody was at each other's throats mm-hmm. on TV, but then, you know, they're, they're hanging out in the bars afterwards. And, you know, I'm not like, I know people look at that, like that's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know that that's a bad thing. Agreed. You know what I'm saying? Because I do think that, you know, there should be, you should be able to separate that, that battle of ideas and principles and doing the right thing from you know, your, your, how you relate to people as humans. Yeah, no, it's true. And that's that, you know, when I've hung out a few times, like, you know, I spent a little bit of time with ambassador John Bolton, right. You know, chatting in a green room and things like that. You know, I don't sit there and, you know, I don't pull, I go, right. Face like a worse deranged leftist. I do debate them. Right. As a matter of fact, you know, Charles Krauthammer, do you remember him? He was yeah. in the wheelchair, the conservative and Fox News. One mm-hmm. time I got a real zinger in on him, actually, when we were debating. It was, it, we were like riding in the elevator together at Fox when I was in D.C. And I had remembered a quote that he had said against libertarians on Fox and I brought it up to him. Where he goes, he says that libertarianism is not a governing philosophy uh, because he's, it can only exist as a critique of, mm. uh, of conservatism and liberalism. And I said that, to, I brought that up to him and I go, Charles, I go, I go, you know, you were right the other day when you said libertarianism is not a governing philosophy. And he goes, he goes, oh, really, my, you know, young boy, whatever. Go. And he goes, and I go, it's a self-governing philosophy. Oh. <laughs> Thank you, crowd. Appreciate that. Uh, yes, very good. Nice. A self-governing philosophy. Yes. Anyways, I felt really good. I was like, yeah, take that guy in a wheelchair. Well, we get, we, we get the government we deserve. And we really do. Yes. All right. Well, we've uh, we've I've totally lost our place here this morning. Um, let's see. Oh, you want to talk about Rand Paul and uh, uh, the Ukraine money? That's I am positive now? that Rand Paul is not doing crack in D.C. No, no, he's not doing crack in D.C. But right. uh, he's let's calling just... out the crack do the crack doers because he, remember he did that quail on cocaine thing. Yes. We're talking about money spending. <laughs> anyway, he's looking after our pocketbooks as usual. Take a listen. The war in Ukraine is a fight to save democracy. But those who say that need to be honest with themselves. Ukraine is far from a shining example of democracy. And while the strain of war can make for questionable government actions, we have to live with them when the war is over. For all the platitudes about America supporting democracy and making the world safe for democracy, the Woodrow Wilson advocates among us, the biggest recipient of American welfare, Ukraine, canceled its next presidential election. You're telling me we're sending $100 billion to a country that's not going to have elections? We're going to send $100 billion to a country that now has, what, a president for life? I say, oh, well, we could, but it's difficult. Does anybody remember the American Civil War yes. where 600,000 people died and yet we didn't miss an election? We did. They've canceled the presidential election. We should cancel our aid. Yeah, for all the libertarian talk about Abraham Lincoln being a dictator, we did have an election during the American Civil War. During a civil war, it wasn't even a war against another country. So they did. Okay, I was. I didn't. had not realized that they actually officially canceled their election. Yeah. Felicity has been doing, uh, has has had this topic come up for speech and debate because she has international extent speech. And so she, um, you know, that was one of the questions one time that she dug into was whether or not they um, would or should um, still have elections. And yeah, there's some, 
this is part of people like feel like they have to take one side or the other. It's like you can't be, you know, both sides are not good. I think we should be able to acknowledge that. Yeah, no kidding. I'm, I'm reading this article from um, this one's from October 30th, but I've got something a little fresher here as well. Uh, Zelensky's in Washington, D.C. right now making a plea for USAID and J.D. Vance is out there saying, you know, hey, it's time for us to cut them off. You guys are going to have to seed land and make good. a deal with Putin if you want to end this conflict. You know, uh, Zelensky aide has come out as a whistleblower saying that people are stealing like there's no tomorrow. One aide said officials were told, don't buy anything, don't take any vacations, just sit at your desk, be quiet and work to avoid seeming corrupt. Mm. Um, apparently, you know, people bribe their way out of, of service in order to not serve in the military, which that happened during the American Civil War as well. Um, but they're just the money that we're sending over there is just disappearing. Did I see that he is back over here? Yeah. Like how many times has he done the U.S. tour? I, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just... But I mean, if you're if you're talking about us like fighting to save democracy, well, then have an election. Right. right. Be a democracy right. if you're if we're supposed to be fighting for democracy. But it's a lie. I think my conspiracy theory is that. Because of all the rumors that were flying around before the conflict in Ukraine, I think Vladimir Putin knows that a lot of American officials uh, were laundering money through Ukraine. There was uh, some study that I was reading about how money goes into Ukraine and goes into like their um, their oil and gas industry and things and then comes back to the United States clean. And I think that possibly that some of the ties of this corrupt money go through Hunter Biden and Joe Biden. So I think that that uh, a big part of this is that that Vladimir Putin possibly wants to take Ukraine and and in order to find the evidence that he needs to prove that Hunter Biden and Joe Biden were involved in dirty business dealings when President Biden was then Vice President Joe Biden. And we now have seen that this company, Burisma, that Hunter Biden had made direct payments, mostly mm -hmm. payments mm -hmm. to his dad, the big guy, right? 10% right? for the big guy, right? So there, and so I think that the corruption goes all the way to the top, to the White House. And I think that that is actually part and parcel of why so many American officials are in on protecting Ukraine and stopping Putin from taking over. Because Putin knows, he, remember when they hacked the DNC mm -hmm. and released all of those, the, the Hillary Clinton right. emails and all of the information on the embarrassing information on the Democrats? Vladimir Putin probably knows, and this is part of the reason why the Democrats are so like, you know, uh, they're so um, triggered by Vladimir Putin is because Putin knows that he can, um, he knows that the Democrats are weak and that they're easily exploitable because of one, the financial corruption that goes on. I'm not saying that Republicans don't do it too, but the Democrats are just more vulnerable to it. And because He's got, you know, his whole Orthodox Christian view that he takes that he can play up the whole anti-trans thing, right? Which he has definitely done anti-LGBT, mm -hmm. right? He's he's done a lot of that stuff in order to tweak the Democrats in the United States, um, who are his political enemies, Hillary Clinton and others, right? Bill Clinton. I mean, they they these warm the more warmongering Democrats, they're the ones who are that want war in, in right. conflict against Putin. So. You know, there's a lot of entangling alliances here, but, you know, I see J.D. Vance and, and Rand Paul's our biggest heroes on this issue. And I don't know what happens, but at the end of the day, not our damn business. None of our damn business. How's that? Yeah, it is, there's 
we can't police the world. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, I was having this conversation with Felicity because one of her topics that she was looking up was like, should we reduce our uh, presence mm-hmm. in the Middle East, our troop presence and the pros and cons of that? And we were talking through that. And, you know, I, I said, yeah, I can see like if something happens in the area, but, you know, she was saying we should defend our allies. You know, we should be there for them. I was like, but you can only like think about walk that out. You know, you can only do that so much um, or you you're in you end up doing that for the entire world because you call them an ally. And all of a sudden you're sending all of your people to die for somebody else. Mm-hmm. Like You can't I mean, we just there has to be a line. I wonder what our listeners think about that. You can send us a text at 573-319-1586. Again, the text line is open. 573-319-1586. Love to hear from you all. I see P Ridge 62 joining us. Says 100% agree with what you're saying, AP. No more foreign wars. Hashtag America first. Hell yeah, brother. We appreciate that. Urs mommy. Muffin head. Says, how about we defend our own border? Amen. Completely agree with that, right? Um, I've, I've got a picture here. I'd like to get your reaction to this, if you wouldn't mind, Camelia. This is a photograph that Donald Trump shared on his Instagram account yesterday with the title, hashtag not fit for office. <laughs> now for the audio podcast listeners, uh, they don't know what we're looking at. So if you would, Camelia, in intimate detail, oh, intimate would detail, you right? Describe what you're seeing. Make sure you get close to that microphone. Okay. What are we looking at here? Well, so everybody already knows what Chris Christie looks like. I mean, I thought I knew what he looks like, (laughs) but now I'm thinking it's a little bit more like a basketball rather than like some kind of like miasmic uh, blob. Well, he made really poor fashion choices when he chose how to dress that way. It's not flattering, you know, if you're in a white polo. And look at uh, these shorts, khaki man. shorts um, that are really tightly belted, and you can see you can see every curve. Probably <laughs> <laughs> uh, that sounds like a good thing, but I feel okay. So I've you're definitely right, but you're still being a little too vague here because, like, we're talking about creases and tresses, and oh, and like okay. as you get down into what would we call here this this region? What would we call this region? I cannot say that. Yes, you can. No, I cannot. No, you can't. Okay, so as you get into this region of Chris Christie's body, it, it appears to fold inward on itself. Have you ever seen, um, have you ever like watched a documentary about black holes? Yes. And you know how like they're super massive and they draw everything in through like the mass of gravity? Okay. I feel like if you were to get close to that region that's like tucked underneath there, that you would then become sucked into the event horizon and and you would then be stretched thinner than a hair. I wonder what Stephen Hawking would say about the about the black hole that is pressed underneath this tucked underneath this mass. Ho ho ho. What's the I need to say something here. I have not jelly? had any coffee yet because I forgot and left it in the What's car. With you? I like. I don't know if I can hear. You all left this. it in your car. Yeah, it's in my car. Okay, so here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna take. I'm gonna take a brief little commercial break. Actually, I tell you what, I'm gonna do a live read commercial break. Uh, Camelia, why don't you go ahead, take off your headset, go ahead and grab it. I'm gonna tell our listeners about the amazing Wake Up America Show's merch website called AP4LibertyShop.com. That's AP 
the number four AP for Liberty shop.com. Uh, a lot of people really have been loving our less government, more cookies oven mitt over at the AP for Liberty shop. I want to highly recommend that you check it out if you haven't already. Not only do we have the delicious coffee that I'm enjoying and that Camellia forgot and has run out to the car to go and get, but we've got uh, all kinds of fun merch like Don't Tread on Me shirts and uh, machine gun keychains. And I recommend that you try a bag of our coffee and grab a t-shirt while you're there. Don't forget, if you are a monthly subscriber to the Wake Up America show, that you do get that 20% discount. So it is a pretty discount for those of you who are monthly subscribers. So if you like our coffee, and you become a monthly subscriber to the coffee club, then you get the 20% discount as well. And I'd really like to encourage you today, if you have tried our coffee to consider signing up for either a biweekly, monthly, two or three month subscription to your favorite flavor from all of our founding flavors coffees, which is, you know, right now we've got the Martha's Mint, which is what I'm, uh, Camille and I are drinking this morning, and it's absolutely delicious, but it's going to be gone by the end of the month. So if you haven't tried it and you do want to try it, you've got to order Martha's Mint like today, get it by so you can get it by Christmas. And then after Christmas time, no more Martha's Mint. So head over to AP4LibertyShop.com. That's AP, the number four, AP4LibertyShop.com. Go ahead and do it and shop while we go to a commercial break. And we'll be right back on the Wake Up America show at WakeUpAmericaShow.com. Rise in freedom. I'm Austin Peterson. You're watching and listening to the Wake Up America Show at wakeupamericashow.com. Happy Tuesday. Today's December the 12th, and we're glad and thankful to have you here. Hope you guys are feeling good. If not, you will be by the end of the show. Help us feel good. Click that like button for us. And if it's your first time watching the show today, we'd love to have you come back and join us every Monday through Friday from 7 to 9 a.m. Central Time. So click the subscribe button so you won't have any problems finding us again tomorrow morning. We've got lots of great guests. Usually on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 8 a.m. Central Time, my current guest in studio joins us, but she's joining us today in studio live all morning. What's up, CJ? Camelia Peterson. Good morning. Ladies I got my just, coffee. Got your coffee. <laughs> Made a little extra for you this morning. I needed some coffee after all that. Yes. Actually, I needed it before that. But. So here's the thing. The funny thing, you know, uh, it's hard to, you know, start a coffee business, right? Because your profits tend to be razor thin and there's so much competition. Everybody wants to get in the game and there's a lot of bad coffee out there. But while my coffee is a little bit more pricey, right? It's in that premium coffee range. Everybody remember that it is delivered to your door. And if you buy more than one bag, we've got the discounts that start to add up. Once you get to four bags, you get the full discount. What is damn good coffee, isn't it? It is. In fact, I was telling you, you know, our friend Kathy Joloy and her husband were having a little bit of a disagreement about the contain the bag. Yes. You know, the, the bag, bag versus the box. Right. She liked the bag. He likes the box because he, he likes the design, but he also likes that it's easy to um, pour mm -hmm. straight out of the box. And so, but, you know, he he was like, why are you worried about the bag? Like, it's good coffee. It doesn't matter what the bag looks like. <laughs> but it's funny because like the packaging and design, that's what I've learned, is it matters. The packaging yeah, sure. matters. When I open up uh, um, my box full of like my Founding Flavors coffees to show to people, it's like that, ooh, mm -hmm. ah, factors. Because Stephanie and I, we sat down for hours and hours and meticulously designed these bags around each of the Founding Fathers. Yes to reflect their unique personality or an aspect of their life. Thomas Jefferson is at Monticello and Samuel Adams is at Boston Harbor, 
Right. And, you know, Thomas Paine is at his, his desk with a feather pen, you mm-hmm. know, feather quill. And and Benjamin Franklin is at the, the writing of the Declaration of Independence. So we had fun designing the packages. But the thing is, is that you can have all the packages in the world. If people buy it and then they your coffee tastes like crap, they won't buy it right. again. Yeah. So people who buy our coffee, they come back. Kathy is addicted. She <laughs> gets it like on, she gets it on the regs. Um, and um, our hope is that we build this coffee business to the point where we have so many people who are our monthly subscribers to our coffee club that that just takes care of all of our of all of our needs in terms of finances so that we can take the money that we make from all the other projects and invest them back into right. shows and um and uh, in like documentaries and eventually films cuz one day I'd like to compete with the daily wire right sure i'd like to see you know they're out there doing these movies in in europe making snow white pair, things like that and do lady ballers which looks hilarious mm-hmm. and i'm so jealous cuz i want to do that yeah. right and i think i can but we've got to have like a, a residual income that makes it so that I don't have to worry about, you know, taking care of my, you know, hopefully one day, you know, wife and child. And that we'll be in a situation where I don't have to worry about those things. So the coffee club is my, be- I believe that if I can get enough subscribers to the coffee club, that takes all care of all of that, our business side of things. And then everything else that we make on like rumble advertising or monthly subscribers, I can then reinvest back into shows and all of that. So, well, and things like this, this is how, I mean, when you talk about how do we, um, how do we get our liberties back? How do we expand freedom mm-hmm. in America? These are the things that we need to do and support. And this is the way it happens. Just this it's the way it happened with Rumble. Right. Like, think about all of the, the attempts at it. And like you, you just have to keep at it until it starts to stick and it takes a lot of persistence and perseverance. It's true. And that's what I'm doing, right? I'm hoping yep. that by next year. So we have like maybe five or six people who subscribe to the coffee club, right? So it's not a lot, but we're hoping that by next Christmas that we triple that. And we've got like 15 mm-hmm. to 20 people subscribing mm-hmm. to it. Sure. Um, but also the money that we make, like I reinvest back into Liberty candidates. I, I you know, was a monthly donor to Jamie Marie Pope, for example, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I also I'm a monthly donor to Kathy, right. Kathy Loy. And um, I, I'm thinking about becoming a monthly donor to TJ Roberts. Yeah, I saw that Kentucky. he's running. That's so neat. Yes, yes. yes. So, you know, I want to be able to not only invest in our own projects and our own selfish needs, but also right. to, you know, be unselfish with our money and to, you know, sure. invest it back into Liberty candidates, which is what I'm hoping for. So uh, spend your money on people who don't hate you. If you're buying Starbucks coffee, if you're buying Black Rifle coffee. Why would you buy Starbucks coffee to begin with? The, the, the people just, just like it and it's no, convenient. Like and it, it you know, tastes burnt. I, do, I don't like it either. Like, I don't um, like it either. Yeah, there's a there's a nuance to the flavors that you get from us that you don't get from Starbucks beans mm-hmm. because it's all the same, like kind of like burnt flavor. So anyways, all, all the reasons to to do that. Also, Black Rifle Coffee through Kyle Rittenhouse under the bus, mm-hmm, right? So mm-hmm. even your ostensibly, quote unquote, conservative coffee people, right? And like, look at Austin Peterson's past. I have never thrown gun supporters under the bus. I've never called you a racist. I've never called you a sexist, a misogynist, homophobe. I've never done anything but defend your freedom 100% of the time, all the time. So check it out at ap4libertyshop.com. That was a very long commercial read. <laughs> Can we please go back to the news and talk about uh, this clip from Klaus Schwab of the World Economic Forum, and then we can react to it. Take a listen. You have this anti-system movement. What we are seeing is a revolution against the system. So fixing the present system is not enough. Now, there is, of course, a anti-system, which is called 
libertarianism, which means to tear down <laughs> everything which creates some kind of influence of government into private lives. It's demantling the system. You have this, oh boy. That's a big one. Camelia, your take. So he, he doesn't like the idea of dismantling the system, I guess. He does not like the idea of dismantling the system. And he there is an anti-system movement, which we call libertarianism. And like part of me wants to slap his face and say, get that word out of your mouth. And then like the other side of me is kind of saying and feeling like, oh, yeah. So it's because it, I don't know if you heard me say this yesterday, but I was basically I said it reminds me of that Gandhi quote where it's like, first, they ignore you, then they laugh at you, then they fight you and then you win. And I feel like we're kind of like at that moment, right? Yeah, you know, and the thing is, is there's, I don't really, well, I mean, I do kind of understand why there is this stigma around the word libertarian to begin with. And I think it's probably because, you know, the loudest ones are not a good representation of the philosophy. Yes. Um, you know, guy on the stage in the Speedo. Yes. But that's what libertarianism will forever be known for, right? And right. that's unfortunate. But um, they're just, I mean, you play those clips of Reagan mm -hmm. talking about libertarianism. And when people actually stop and conservatives when they actually you talk to them about, you know, what they believe and their goals and what they want the government to do or not do, they're kind of libertarians. I mean, there's there's a huge amount of overlap. I was talking to somebody about this yesterday and, you know, he was talking about how the, you know, those libertarian ideas are also conservative ideas and, you know, brings up Barry Goldwater and it just is. I, there's, I think there's just, there's a stigma that I think that is unfortunate and we're, we're on the same side with this for the most part. For sure. For sure. It looks like we are having uh, technical difficulties at rumble. Rumble.com is down right now. Um, uh, we are streaming okay. live still at wakeupamericashow.com. So if, uh, there may be people who, you know, we had about 250 people who were watching us live at this point on rumble. And probably we've lost most of them. Mm. Uh, I will say, though, that for those of you who might be tuning into us either on Facebook or on YouTube or on some other platform, just an FYI, the gathering place, if we're ever censored or if something is happening like with Rumble.com is always at WakeUpAmericaShow.com, where you'll be able to watch and listen to the show. Obviously, because we cut this for the audio podcast and we're recording the show right now, later, people who are listening to us, they aren't affected. So there is the audio podcast version of the show that will ensure that we are protected there. I don't know if Rumble comes back, if we're going to even be able to capture the same audience or if that will even be an issue, if that's going to be possible for us. But I'm going to say that uh, for those of you who are who might still be hearing us out there, that Rumble.com is down and we are still streaming live. I'm going to take a very brief commercial break while we try and let the crew know where people know where they can find us. And we'll be right back on the Wake Up America show at wakeupamericashow.com. Good morning, Rise and Freedom. I'm Austin Peterson. You're watching and listening to the Wake Up America show at wakeupamericashow.com. We're glad to have you here. Joining us live in studio, the lovely Camelia Peterson. Hey, CJ. Good morning. Been a long, weird morning. We shall overcome. We shall overcome. Yeah, Rumble has been experiencing problems. They think that this is a denial of service attack. 
because in relation to all of the January 6th videos that have been getting uploaded, and I would not put it past people for trying to take down Rumble for political reasons. Right. Chris Pavlovsky, the CEO of Rumble.com, has been speaking out about that, posting this morning. Um, they are apparently under attack. Yes, Quest Fanning's texting into the show. He says he's not seeing how to chat, but he's shared it to Twitter. You can watch and listen to the show live always, at any time, no matter what. The backup is always at wakeupamericashow.com. Quest, you might want to refresh in order to find it. I literally just dropped the embed of the live chat for people who want to hang out in the chat room. If you go to wakeupamericashow.com, scroll down, and about halfway through the page, you'll see the live show streams. And underneath the live show streams, it says live chat, where I can see we've already got Brandon Meyer joining us. It's gonna ask you for a password, but you can put anything in there. So just click join chat, type in your name. I got mine, Austin Peterson. Password is meh, you know, whatever. Click yeah. join chat. <laughs> It'll let you in. Uh, Rise and Freedom. Hey guys, we're all here. Or at least maybe two of us are here. <laughs> Most people don't know the protocol. So if rumble.com goes down, if YouTube censors us, if Facebook, you know, hates us and we get the zuck, we've always got wakeupamericashow.com and of course, the audio version. So the audio version has really been picking up a lot of downloads lately, but nice. Yeah, I've been focusing on it a lot to try and mm -hmm. grow the user base. Spotify, um YouTube, uh there's of course iPods or iPhones as well. So if you have um uh a podcast favorite podcast listening app just type in the wake up america show with austin peterson we'll be on there iHeartRadio, places like that you'll find us so i upload the show always every day at whatever podcast downloader you have just to get the audio version so we also for people who want to listen to the show in the mornings want to listen to it live at wakeupamericashow.com even as you scroll past the video feed and the chat underneath it is just the live audio feed as well mm -hmm. so wakeupamericashow.com is kind of like the one-stop shop to make sure, you know, to connect with the show, to send me emails. Uh, it exists there for people who want to just, you know, f get access to audio versions or, you know, have the live chat if Rumble goes down. Stephanie contacted me this morning and said that, oh, the video feed was working, but whatever, it's, you couldn't chat, but now Rumble just isn't working for me at all. Um, so for some people, it might be, if we're there, great. If not, I think we probably lost everybody anyway, so... Okay, let's see. Um, WakeUpAmericaShow.com. I think the chat only works on desktop computers. Computers. Sorry. Uh, okay. <laughs> what can I do? I have no idea. So anyways, again, always meet at WakeUpAmericaShow.com. If you want to listen to the show live and for some reason Rumble.com is not working. We do our best to ensure everybody can listen to the show no matter what. And of course, oh, there we go, rumble.com. I was going to say, I was just going to ask, are they back up? I think Looks I see people. Looks like it might be back up. I'm seeing us again, and I see 176 percent watching, so I'm glad. Good. Good. Just, just an FYI. For those of you, if you are watching us on Rumble, FYI, just bookmark wakeupamericashow.com. Burn it into your memory that if something like this happens again, you can uh, go to the website and do it. Looks like our friend Urs also went ahead and made a purchase over at APforLibertyShop.com, which is always working, by the way. Thank you. She was trying to order something and wasn't working earlier. So hope you enjoy all your awesome merch that you got at APforLibertyShop.com. Okay, so we're back. Uh, Good morning, Talisha. She's 
entered the chat. Oh, Leisha Wilder. Yeah. yeah. Who is Leisha? She's like our friend from the boot heel, but I've never met her. Have you? I have. Yeah. She's, I have um, met her several times, actually. She's okay. great. Yeah. What's, what's she all about? What's your game? I mean, she uh, does a lot of work with the conservative grassroots group mm -hmm. down in the boot heel in the Sykeston area. And so she's there always looking for good candidates to support and cool. loves Liberty. And she's that uh, there's another lady down there, older lady that uh, is just a force of nature down there. And I love her. And um, the first time I met Anna Velker, uh, she saw me drive up in my car with my end fed plates. And we <laughs> immediately bonded over our mutual desire to end the fed. <laughs> she told me about how that she really had to, she had to, in this, you know, conservative group down there, she had to educate people on what you know the central bank you know like the federal reserve even was and anyway she's great by the way did you love that uh, video of that i showed was it yesterday day before or uh, last week when um javier malay's people went and laid funeral wreaths yes. at the central it's bank like, of argentina beautiful <laughs> beautiful i love to see it yeah and like have you seen like libertarians that are like attacking javier malay over this paris climate accord thing they're like oh he, have you, you haven't seen this not over the climate accord so like what? there's there's this so the, I think it's fake news but like the the mainstream the lamestream media has been attacking Javier Malay by trying to say that he's going to stay in the Paris climate accords but it was like I think it was fake news because I saw it reported that all he did was replace a person who was at the Paris like the conference that was happening with another representative from Argentina okay and so they were claiming that this is a sign that he wants to stay in the Paris climate accords I don't know but it's like too many libertarians are like trying to find a reason to not like Javier Malay, and it's stupid as hell. Wait, how right? Many, how many days has he been in office? And how many inst government institutions has he shut shut down? Right, like half of them. Like, yeah, like half of like nine to twelve or thirteen is as high as I've heard that he's already shut down this many government institutions. And there's people who are already trying to find a reason to hate him. And I how just am like, you? I just can't stand that. I can't stand it. Right? They just can't. The libertarians can't stop kicking themselves in the nuts. That takes talent. <laughs> 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 you just they keep running into one of those poles that are at nut length height. So anyway, so can we please get a reaction to the Klaus Schwab video? Let's play it one more time since we got screwed up in the middle of that okay. one. I want to I want to get your your uh, your take on this. You have this anti-system movement. What we are seeing is a revolution against the system. So fixing the present system is not enough. Now, there is, of course, a... He just sounds like a Nazi, but go ahead. ...anti-system, which is called libertarianism, which means to tear down everything which creates some kind of influence of government into private lives. You goddamn right. I don't care if you call yourself conservative or libertarian, like if you're on the right at all, do you not want to get the government out of your life? Yes. Like this is not hard. Well, did, it, did he say specifically government out of our lives or did he say private lives? I think there. He did. Let me see. Let so, me, yeah, well, let me just I mean, let me make sure. Is there your cool. life that's not private? Well, okay, good point. Hold on. Let me see. Which creates some kind of influence of government into private lives. So, I mean, here's the thing. He says our life, if he had said life, you know, you could say, oh, okay, well, you know, we're gonna pay taxes even if we don't like him, right, boo? 
going to, you know, we're going to have certain things that are going to be the government's going to do like the military, for example. Okay, whatever. But he said private life. Yeah. I mean, he's talking about there. I mean, he's really he's an advocate for the panopticon to some extent, right? Like in some sense, he's saying here that like, you don't have a private life. The government is going to get right. into every, it really is. You will own nothing and be happy. Boo, Klaus Schwab. I mean, I'm assuming at the beginning when he was saying something about um, that uh, fixing it is not, or fixing the current system is not enough. I'm assuming that was sarcasm. Uh, it's hard for hard to say. Let, let's hear one more time and just really take in like the rank rank authoritarianism here. You have this anti-system movement. Anti-system is a revolution against the system. Revolution against the system. So fixing the present system is not enough. Now there is, of course. He says so. Fixing the present system is not enough. What do you think he means by that? Well. I don't, you know, he's saying that there's this desire for revolution. Um, so I don't know if he's being, if he's just describing what people are wanting and that they're not satisfied that with just fixing the present system. Well, my, my take on that is that he's kind of saying that, that fi so fixing the present system is not enough, meaning that is that we have people who are creating a revolution against the system. Probably he's talking about like the populist wave. It's not just like, it's not just, um, libertarianism per se he's he's describing it as such but i think that he's really sort of recoiling against trumpism populism right-wing populism in italy for example their prime minister geert Weil mm, wilders like right. many of these people wouldn't be what you would consider libertarian i'd like like javier malay is a doctrinaire libertarian so in that sense if he's thinking about javier malay he's correct but in, in many ways, right, we're talking broadly more about the broad right-wing populist coalitions that have popped up around the globe that have brought people like Geert Wilders and Javier Malay, and I can't remember the, the woman's name, of who's the new prime minister of um, Italy, uh, and then possibly the re-election of Donald Trump. We're talking about, you know, not necessarily libertarianism, although it is a revolt against the system. But what I think is, is what Klaus Schwab is saying here is he says it's not enough to he says it's a revolt against the system so it's not enough to just fix the system meaning what klaus schwab wants is a brand new system mm. a new more authoritarian more top-down control scheme to invade the, the have the government invade our private lives he's advocating for something new and it's you will own nothing and be happy you will live in the pod and you will eat the bugs you will do what we want and we will control you and everything that you have and you will not own private property, right? It, it, it's full-blown fascist Marxism to some extent that he's advocating for because we it's it's the state above the individual. It, the, it is the antithesis of libertarianism. To some extent, he's right, right? There is this libertarianism that is a rev revolution against the system. And in some ways it's dangerous because he's identified us, right? Now the game is up. He now sees who we are and that we that we are uh, out on the field and in play, and we've won in Argentina. And and now the world the 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 battle for ideas is more on a level playing field because it's always right. been communism versus fascism, right? The whole history of the of the of the twentieth century, from nineteen hundred to two thousand, was really truly about it wasn't about communism, fascism, and libertarianism. It was really about communism versus fascism, and and I would I would put Keynesianism 
even though Keynes would reject this, in alongside with you know communism and fascism. John Maynard Keynes, he's the economist who created the world order after World War II. He created Keynesianism as a economic system that's all about spending money, right? When we're in a recession and, you know, our current, uh, you know, government runs on a Keynesian model as opposed to Friedrich Hayek or Ludwig von Mises, mm -hmm. right? Which is the more anarchistic style of, of capitalistic markets. So in the 19, from the 1900s, after World War II was over, John Maynard Keynes created the Bretton Woods Agreement and set the world order along with a... What, what they call mixed markets, right? Part socialism, part capitalism. And it was because they were afraid that if they did not have government intervention into the economy to a certain extent, they, or they allow some free markets, but if they didn't have some market interventions, then people were going to turn into Nazis. This is the, that was John Maynard Keynes' argument, is that after World War II was over, it's like, we have to find some way to stop this from ever happening again, we don't want revolution. We don't want dictators to take over. So we're going to have a mixed economy. That's what they call it, the mixed economy. And it is part socialism, part capitalism. And that's what we have today. But this liber libertarianism is a revolution against that. It's a revolution against that system. So now Klaus Schwab is advocating for a system that is full authoritarianism. If he's rejecting, and I don't think I'm saying that hyperbolically, if he states there that the enemies of, of his system are libertarians. And if you're declared enemy of, of me, then you must be, the only thing that's the opposite of what we are is tyranny. Right. You know that they, uh, it has to be deeply concerning to them to watch the rise of people like Javier Millet. Yes. And uh, these, uh, you know, Geert Wilder mm -hmm. that are saying it's not just that they have um, been on the rise, but has been very public on the world stage. Mm -hmm. And it just is, um, yeah, you know, that has to be making them nervous. It does have to be making their nerves and God bless it, Javier Malay and may he be safe. Did you see that somebody like threw a bottle at his head while he was uh, getting his, giving mm -hmm. his inaugural speech? Yeah. So some leftist Antifa type who on his bio, his like social media bio said, uh, Something about um, spread love, not hate. Of course, <laughs> right? <laughs> That's what, are they calling that tough love now? It's uh, like, you know. It's always, it's punch a Nazi unless they're actually Nazis, <laughs> in which case they're, you know, then it's, then it's, you know, it's not a. Anyway, so the tolerance, the tolerant left. Um, anyways, so. Anyways, I think it's a good sign that Klaus Schwab is coming out there and say that, but it does mean game on, and it does mean that uh, Javier Malay has to succeed, doesn't it? It means that we, to some extent, we're kind of like, all of our chips are on the table because he's our only guy. Sure, and I think that, I mean, he has a monumental task in front of him, and the fact that he just, you know, slashed all of these government agencies on day one, like he said he was going to do, I, I think that's a fantastic start. I think now the hard work begins mm -hmm. and we'll see we'll see what happens but think about that like how many u.s presidents have said i'm going to do this on day one or governors who have said i'm going to do this on day one and do they ever do the thing on day one no but freaking javier malay did right javier malay cut nine government agencies on day one i fantastic i think it's a fantastic Can thing to borrow see. him for a little bit i know bit? right I, like a, I had a tweet that blew up a couple of days ago i just said i've never in my life ever been jealous of another country's president except for now it's and it's completely true i mean even 
I, I am now an advocate for the one world order, and we're going to put it under Javier Malay. <laughs> <laughs> we need a new world I'm order I'm with, with Javier Malay at the head of it. Yes, for sure. Right. So anyways, if you're just tuning in the Wake Up America show, good morning. I'm your host, Austin Peterson. We're having a lot of friend with my uh, having a lot of friend. Having a lot of fun with my friend Camelia Peterson, who's joining us live and in studio. How are we doing, CJ? Good, Good morning. Glad Rumble's back. Glad, Glad everybody's back. Yes, just an FYI. If Rumble ever does go down again, that you can always watch the show at wakeupamericashow.com. We also have a live chat. It's not quite as easy to use, perhaps, as some other ones, but you can at least always get it. The podcast archive is over there, so you can listen to and download and subscribe to the audio version of the show. So even if like we have, if every feed goes down, even if the audio live feed goes down, even if wakeupamericashow.com goes down, we're always recording the show on my end, so I can always cut the audio and upload it later. So you'll never miss a show and you don't want to, because you want to find out what's happening if we got great guests. I mean, we've had some awesome guests lately. Dave Rubin has been on. Yeah. I mean, we've got, we've had some new regular guests. Daniela has turned out to be mm -hmm. terrific. <laughs> Courtney, Courtney Nill has joined us and she's been pretty good. She's, she's new. We've had so many like new names and faces that have been joining us and our regulars are great. I just, I really feel like, and Chris Spangle mentioned this the other day, just privately. He's like, Austin, I really think the Wake Up America show is going to be a big hit. It's going to be big. And we're definitely getting there. And I appreciate all of the people out there who have been supporters. You're a 1776 a month supporter, Camelia. Thank you for that. All of our 1776 supporters have been getting their Christmas cards too, which is fun mm -hmm. to see. Uh, I saw uh, Studio 314 got his. He took a big smiling picture with his yep. Christmas card. And, and we do that for all of our big, big supporters, which we're grateful for. Uh, and uh, people who make big donations throughout the year. Obviously, we try and uh, make sure everybody gets on the Christmas card list. But every year, we always do something fun for our Christmas card. Last year was our scuba diving. Yes. And then I think the year before that, I don't remember. It was like maybe it was our... It was our wedding card or something. Yeah, it was like that was the year we got married. So, right. And then the year before that, it was Herman, Missouri with Calvin. And I was all dressed up with my fedora. You like all libertarian atheists, right? You know, <laughs> my lady, my lady. How dare you? Uh, speaking of atheists, um, can we talk about Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds in trouble right now over the satanic <laughs> idol? An altar on display at Iowa State Capitol at Christmas time. <laughs> <laughs> Are you putting up a picture of this? Do you have a picture of this so they can see it? <laughs> what? Do you have Oops. a picture that they can see? The thing that I have right now, I don't think that is the thing, right? So hold on. Let me see well, if I can find it. Well, I was going to say the picture of like, I mean, I can't, Baphomet, whatever that. Is that what it is? I think so. That's actually what's in the Capitol. It's like big statue. Is it thing. inside the Oh, it is inside mm -hmm. the Capitol. Oh, yeah, but this isn't that that bad. Hold on, this is actually kind of cool. Hold on, <laughs> I shouldn't say that. Don't say that, Austin. It's bad. It's terrible. How dare you? You know, I'm supposed to be offended. Nothing offends me, but here it is. Okay, so I'm pulling it up on the screen right now. All right, there it is. Okay, so look at this. It's kind of like mirrored the the um, the ram's head, mm -hmm. and then the, what is this? This looks like roses or something like that. But there's the pentagram. You can kind of see underneath there, right? Yeah. The satanic display at Iowa Capitol. So the question, of course, is, you know, do they have to keep it there? I think the answer is, yeah, they do have to keep it there because you can't have the Ten Commandments and and Christmas displays and you can't have this with Star of David and Hanukkah displays and and Muslim displays and not have everybody's religion. That's the problem is that you want to have one person's thing. You got to have everybody's. That's the rules. Right. 
I mean, that's the rules. That's the Constitution, folks. This debate has come up before, you know, in other cities, um, you know, where they if you have the if you allow the nativity scene on the, you know, courthouse lawn, you know, what else do you allow? And the thing is, is that I saw an Iowa legislator kind of uh, walking through the reasoning and, and why this, you know, was allowed to be displayed. And he spelled it out. I mean, there were, you know, they they have very specific guidelines about a space that is open to anyone mm -hmm. who would like to apply. There's a process you go through to apply to put your display there. And they have some guidelines. And the Church of Satan or whoever it is back in <laughs> August or whatever, they applied and they went through the process and they met all the criteria. And so what are yeah, you going to do? You can't discriminate against other people's religion. You can't. I, I mean, obviously, they're atheists and trolls. They're not really Satanists. Sure. There are very few like actual people who worship yes, Satan, right? right? They do it because they know Christians can't really take a joke for the most part, right? And some Christians can take a joke, usually the ones who watch our show, so like maybe 200 of them. But for the most part, they're like, oh, they're outraged, right? What, what's this guy's name? Brad Sherman doesn't just want to remove this satanic caped statue of Baphomet. It's caped? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> but it wants to make sure nothing like this happens Again, the display was placed by the Iowa chapter of the Satanic Temple. Sherman called the display disgusting. Now, if it was like covered in blood or some kind of like weird, gross thing, I could understand. But it's, I know I'm not supposed to say anything nice about the Satanic thing, but it's actually kind of pretty. You know, it's like, it actually looks kind of nice. Hold on. Here it is. There it is. See? So the little goat head, the little mirrored goat head. The thing this is, this is going to so be used against me one day, but I don't care. Like, look, there it is. Okay. They, they got the candles. They look like cigars. I'm not sure what that is. Well, you have oh, there's the cape. all kinds of statues from, you know, Greek and Roman mythology, mm -hmm. um, along with all of the scripture verses and everything like that in our capital here in Missouri. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of pagan stuff. So there's, I think, but people are used to seeing those things. Right. So they don't make as and they big don't a know. deal about it. Right? They don't have any effing clue what that stuff means. You know, most people have no clue. They probably think it's Jesus, you know, with a lot of these statues. Well, come I on. Mean, I don't know. Maybe be honest. They don't know. Like, you know, we hang out with the people who know. Right. And the people who like pay attention to that stuff. But like for the most part, people walk past that stuff and they're like, oh, there's a pagan, you know, reference to Jupiter or something like that. Naked right. Lady on our capital. Yeah. When you go to Washington, D.C., there's like um, there's a there is this beautiful statue of George Washington. Um, but he's like naked and it's him um, as like a god. So, like like the David? Yeah. And it's it's like him seated. But but and I think he's covered like with like a very but very, very, say, very, very, very minimally. No, no, but very minimally covered. But he looks like he's all jacked. Right. And it's like it's a personification of George Washington as God. As a matter of fact, have you ever been to Washington, D.C.? No. See, you need to visit. So the Capitol Rotunda, if you look at the painting, like it shows like the founding fathers in heaven, almost as like celestial beings to some extent. Like there is a lot in our capitals of like pagan reference. Right. I mean, the, the, the Christmas tree itself. You're holding back on me today, Camelia. I know what you're thinking and you don't want to say really, it. Really, really want to start that discussion. Uh, chat, do you really want him to start discussing Do we Christmas want to have this origins? discussion? If you if you watch the Wake Up America show, you got to be willing. You got to have thick skin to watch this show because like basically there, there's nothing sacred here on the Wake Up America show. 
Not even cows. Not even cows. No sacred cows. Nothing. No, no conspiracy theory. No religion is is free from being lampooned. And we'll make fun of the Satanists. The Satanists as well, right? They're no, they're not, usually pretty bad troll. They're usually they're annoying. Not serious. I mean, they're not serious, but they're also usually they're pretty dumb. They 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 do like a lot of times meet that uh, stereotype of like the fedora wearing atheist. You know what I mean? It is is a way. It's a way to act out and rebel <laughs> yeah. and push the envelope. I For mean, sure. Sh- Either are there a few serious ones? Probably. Right, right. Yeah, just like, you know, there are Wiccans. That Brandon are serious, Meyer but... says that Satan, whether you believe it or not, is a concept which personifies all the worst evils in the world, whether you like yeah. it or not. I don't think that's true, I, actually. Well, I mean, why, no, why not? because Satan was Satan freed um humans from from the tyranny of of Jehovah. Because in in the oh, Bible here we go. <laughs> free will. We didn't have free will uh, initially without without eating of the the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. We weren't free. That 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 freed us. I mean, it was free will to eat the or eat the fruit, yeah. right? Well, and and to have knowledge of good and evil, which was kept from us. Like we were denied knowledge of good and evil. Like, why are you denying, you know, knowledge to your creation? So I like there are a lot of people who see, and I, I see it all as legends. Like I I don't see it as like literal truth. I see it as metaphor. But if we're going to look at it as a metaphor. Then the metaphor is the knowledge of good and evil was kept from humans. It's kind of like Prometheus, right? Lucifer or Satan in the Bible was like Prometheus bringing the the fire. It's the same story, right? The fire from the gods. He stole the fire. Prometheus stole fire from the gods and forever was was tortured for it. it because when he brought the fire from the gods, he was committed to uh, eternal damnation and torment by having vulture. He was tied to rocks, Prometheus was tied to rocks and had vultures ripping at his bowels for all of time because he stole the fire of liberty from the gods and brought it to mankind because fire was freedom for for man. And that's the legend of Prometheus. But it's the same as Lucifer. Lucifer gave us the fire of the knowledge of good and evil. Well, it's just that the Christians, which, you know, they, they took it a different way. You do know that they say that ignorance is bliss, right? Well, and and you know what? That's isn't that really what we're talking about here? Like, right? It's like it's combating ignorance and stuff like that, right? So, so the question is, you know, what do you believe, right? So it's what you believe. But when you know more, um, you're responsible for more, mm-hmm. which I think is why the concept when they say liberty is not for the masses of men, mm-hmm. said that on Fez Minkin or somebody else. And that might be Karl Marx. Uh, oh. Well, no, that religion is the opiate of the masses. Okay, that was Karl Marx. Well, so I mean, it's just the idea that you know, if you believe in principles of liberty, that means there is a certain, there's a lot of responsibility that goes along with that, and a lot of people do not want to take that responsibility on. Mm-hmm, for sure, one listener texted and says, "Funny that the fedora wearing libertarian talks about the fedora wearing Satanists." <laughs> <laughs> so true. Look good in fedora. <laughs> Totally time to learn Spanish more than yo habla muy poco español, says Kim McCurry. I don't know why that's what, what she's talking about there. Anyway, so should the satanic display be allowed? Yes, you have to. Otherwise, you got to get rid of everybody's stuff on there, right? So it's like, you get you're not special. It. Yeah. You know, you can't be, you can't, you're, you're going to have to put up with this. Just ignore it. That's what I say. The best thing to do is just ignore it, right? So there you go uh gemstone lady says she's she tried it i think this is not the space for me now i'm out see you good folks on the flips we are not for everybody okay if you are easily offended if you get sand in your vagina you are not gonna be doing good here because we basically make everybody feel 
Like they have to question what it is they believe at least once a month here on the show. Everybody, we Christians, do. Muslims, Jews. We do have fun doing it. Buddhists, Buddhists, right? Confucianists, everybody, everybody, whatever it is. If you have a sacred cow, this ain't the place for you. But for those of you who are not easily offended and who like to eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, welcome to the Wake Up America show. Or grill the sacred cow. I'm Austin Peterson. We eat a lot of beef here <laughs> and we hate Klaus Schwab and we hate the, we hate the Satanists, Luciferians who want to put us all in a box and make us live in the pot and eat the bugs. Um, so we are on your side, but uh, we just, you know. You know, I don't know what the big deal for a lot of, I mean, I get what the big deal is, but you know, can we, can we just stop complaining about all the eating the bugs? Because this is a very Western thing because mm -hmm. there are lots of people in lots of other parts of the world who eat the bugs live in the pods and like it. I like, know, but like they're gross. I'm, well, they Why don't think eat? it's gross. Well, that's because they they don't have access to cows. You think it, that's it? Yeah. Or in India, for example, it's like they can't eat them because they're sacred. So speaking of sacred cows, right? So, I mean, that's dumb. <laughs> so now we're offending all the Vivek Ramaswamy fans in here today. But I mean, come on, Hinduism, like have you seen, eat cows. Have you seen those? They're cute, good. Have you seen those cute cows? How can you want? How can you? The want to cuter eat they those are, the more cows. delicious they are. You're talking about the fluffy cows that we sometimes <laughs> send pictures of on Instagram. Listen, I, I eat cute food. It's not, to me, I don't care if it's cute. Like squid can sometimes be kind of cute, but I eat calamari. You ever seen a cute squid? C cute little bubbly squid? I mean, I guess. Mm -hmm. I like, you know. <laughs> I don't know if I'd call that cute, but okay. There are sometimes, sometimes you see, like, especially when they like change colors and they're all like pretty okay. rainbows, yes. you know, and stuff like that. Okay. And you eat squid and they're delicious and they're cute. What, what are some other cute foods that we eat other than cows? Chickens are cute. Chickens can chickens be cute. Chickens are cute. Chickens are very cute. Yes. You'd eat a chicken. Um, I mean, is I think it's all about norms. Yeah, right? yeah. You know, in other parts of the world, people eat horse. Uh, oh here, yeah, Japan they eat horse. People would be appalled. Yes. You know, I mean, well, I mean, there have been people who have been trying to because it's illegal, right? Mm -hmm. So, but there are people that have tried to get that overturned because they want to be able to. Yeah. At the end, I think they make a good argument for it, but it just. Yeah. Um, Eric Wilson Live says he feels defensive about once every three weeks or so. That's what we really aim for. That's what we, that's what we aim for on the Wake Up America show is to only make people feel defensive. But everybody, it's every, everybody's on rotation. So yeah, like okay. today so we got works. the Christians and the Hindus, but man, the Muslims were really pissed off at me last month because of the Israel-Hamas conflict. And and I was like, I was like, you know, what? I was definitely being a Jewish supremacist over the the Muslims. I was like, you know, you were, I was, and the Muslims were very angry with me and I was getting angry messages on Instagram from Muslims who were like, Austin, how dare you? I never knew this. You, oh yeah. Remember when, what's his name? Who's that incel guy? Um, Liberty Lockpod, you know, Clint Russell, he was yes. like, he was calling me a racist. I'm like, dude, they're not even, that's not a race, bro. If I'd said I hate Arabs or something, then you might've had a point or something like that. But it's like, are we going too far for you here, Camelia? You you look like you're biting your tongue a lot today. I just think you know you you have to you have to be offensive in small dose. <laughs> you know you it has been said that you're a bit much. It's true. The faith discussions are the only thing that strike me as intellectually dishonest, says Matt Unruh. Here, have to find the line between trolling and speaking from the heart. But I don't think we're being intellectually dishonest. I mean, I'm I'm telling you what I truly believe, but, you know, sometimes I do it in a, a humorous way because I know that sure. the fact is, is that if you tell people the truth and you don't make them laugh, they'll kill you. Right. I mean, can you be a little over the top? Yeah. Sure. But that, what, what do you think? That's my job. <laughs> That's my job. Right. East Coast Toasty Boy says... 
I will now grandstand. You have no right to judge well done steak eaters if you don't eat medium rare chicken. Thank you for listening to my TED talk. What the hell? <laughs> Do eat medium rare chicken. Have you seen this? I don't know, but that's not safe. Mm. Yeah, I mean, no, it's not, right? I'm not one of those people who freaks out about handling raw chicken or, you know, and all that kind of stuff, whatever, but um, that's to eat it. Mm. Her's mommy says Burger King has a bug factory. I've heard that they've. St Stephanie and I were talking about this last Friday. Have you seen some of these? Uh, stories that are going around that like Tyson Foods are starting to introduce bug protein into some of their some of their foods. I have seen the stories, but the last time I saw one, mm -hmm. somebody said, "Oh, look at this," and I said, "You have a source for that?" Because mm -hmm. it's just a little graphic and like, yeah, yeah, no it was a graphic. Source? No, no source yet. Um, so, like, I'll believe it when you show me the box on the store shelf that has that label. On it. Yeah, same, same. Yeah, yeah. but I, 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 I'm not saying that they wouldn't do it. I think it. they will. I think they right. will do it. I do believe that they will. Um, that they will try. So I don't know, you know, how it's going to work out, but. Well, I think that they're always looking for um, cheaper alternatives mm -hmm. to, you know, make food cheaper to produce. Yes. And, sell. and so like, that doesn't surprise me. I'm like, look at the ingredients list on most things anymore. Jeez. One listener texted in and says, let's make Camellia blush with some dating headlines. <laughs> do you have dating headlines? I don't think I, I don't do. have any dating headlines. I don't have any. <laughs> Uh, one listener texts in and says, more cute the animal, more cute the food, but not the dog being food. Yeah, we don't need dogs. China, they do. They Although do. I did have somebody tell me um, this morning that their eyes are up there. So, sorry. Steve's like, what is going on? What are you talking about? Okay. Yeah. Can we really get, it gets up to shenanigans when she's in town in Jefferson City? I, well, Twitter. Twitter yeah. is my shenanigans. Her mommy says that she thinks she's got a source. She says she can find it when she has a moment. There's an article a year ago about Burger King. Send it to us. We yeah. want to see it because I was the same way. I was the same way. I was skeptical because I saw the meme going around saying, hey, here are the list of ingredients that they are putting into our food that are made from bug proteins, but I didn't see an actual source. That they're, that they're experimenting with it and trying to do it. I just don't know that it's for the nefarious reason, the, mm -hmm. the like global order nefarious reasons that people want to attribute to. I think it's probably uh, capitalism reasons, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, agreed. Agreed. Uh, I, yeah, I think that they, it's, remember when Taco Bell got in trouble for um, not having 100% beef? Yes. Because it was, they were putting oat, oats right to replace beef as like they call like, it filler I, I put oats in my meatloaf that's true yeah you know yeah that saying? is part of a recipe like it's, it's also because because it, it also serves as a binder right Although if it's ground beef like it probably like you don't really need it in that but right 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 um uh grant sunnyman says that i need to save some whatever podcast clips for when camellia's in studio oh <laughs> <laughs> So what's your body count, Camelia? <laughs> you so, don't have to answer that. We can change the subject. I'm trying to take it a little bit easier on her these days. Thanks. Yeah. Appreciate Anyways, that. if you're just tuning into the Wake Up America show, good morning. I'm your host, Austin Peterson. How are you feeling today? It's been a little rough and rowdy for 20 minutes. It's, we'll blame Rumble going down and threw everything off, right? That's what it is. Camelia Peterson is my friend. We are not related, and uh, our last names are spelled differently. She typically joins us Tuesdays and Thursdays on the shows at 8 a.m. Central Time, but since she was in town, she's in studio this morning, all morning, having a good time. We appreciate that, CJ. I mean, we hope everybody else is having a good time. Well, at least we are. <laughs> you guys are having a good time. You're having a good time, though. I would like to ask you a favor, because I'm looking at the like count right now, and it's a little low. 47 oh. people who have liked it 
but we've got 276 people watching live. Do us a favor, will you? Click the like button and subscribe to the channel, even if we've offended you this morning, because you know what? Freedom of speech. Well, I couldn't have said this on Mike Lindell's network, that's for sure. Probably there's only, not. There's only one place that I'm allowed to exist on this planet, and it pretty much is rumble.com. So click the like button and subscribe to the channel, because even if you disagree with me on the origins of the universe, we all agree that we should have limited government, more freedom. Am I right or am I right? God bless America. So if there is a God, and there, if Jesus was real, then he is an American. Am I right? And he's pro-America. What did you want to say, Camelia? Get off your phone. I was just saying, like, I'm looking at this 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 article you have in the lineup, and it, it's really probably what I want to talk about. What is it? Elon Musk. Okay, yes. What does this mean? I have a deeply unhealthy parasocial relationship with Elon Musk that yes. I should probably end. Yeah. What is going on? I would like to have a relationship with Elon Musk, and it probably shouldn't end. Okay. <laughs> So this is two stories here. Um, one is the Missouri Attorney General, who is now uh, launching an investigation into Media Matters. Attorney General Andrew Bailey of Missouri says, we have reason to believe Media Matters used fraud to solicit donations from Missourians in order to bully advertisers into pulling out of X. The last platform dedicated to free speech in America, he has launched an investigation. Thoughts? I mean, you know, like I have, like why... It's a lot of word salad. I know. <laughs> so feel about, you know, states, attorney general, you know, like them doing these kind of lawsuits. Why? Because Just say are there, think. well, are, is it really harming Missourians? I mean, you know, okay. If it's really harming Missourians, then that's their job is to sue over it. But there's also that part of me that, you know, wants them to, heck yeah, go get them. <laughs> <laughs> But I just like, I'm always a little conflicted about whether or not that's really their job. Yeah, I, me too. But here's the thing. If they did break the law, we should prosecute them to the fullest extent, right? Sure. So the question is here is, did they break the law? So right. he says that he thinks Media Matters use fraud to solicit donations from Missourians in order to bully advertisers into pulling out of X. So they're launching investigation because, listen, fraud is is a violation of even the NAP on the libertarian sense, right? So... A federal lawsuit has been filed against Media Matters, raising serious allegations your firm falsely and deceptively manipulated the algorithm on X through coordinated, inauthentic behavior, and that you did so in an attempt to defame the organization and cause advertisers to pull their support from the platform, thus harming free speech. The lawsuit alleges you lied to the public, falsely suggesting that fringe extremist content regularly appears next to content from corporate advertisers, when in fact the opposite is true. At the same time, you appear to have used this coordinated, inauthentic activity to solicit charitable donations from consumers around the country. I have reason to believe your firm's alleged actions may have violated Missouri's consumer protection laws, including laws that prohibit nonprofit entities from soliciting funds under false pretenses. You and I may may okay. disagree that that those that those laws should exist, but if they do. We should prosecute them to the fullest extent of the law, provided they're not conservatives or libertarians. So I didn't know they were fundraising off of it. Yes. That's a little different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. So truth in advertising. So, yeah, I mean, if, they're, if that's the fraud, then I'm probably okay with that. Here's the story from October 20th um, on Tyson Foods. One of the biggest meat producers is investing in an insect protein. So the meat processor said on Tuesday invested in Protix. Not a good name. A Netherlands-based 
It's TIX, oh. a Netherlands-based in insect ingredients maker. They're working to build a U.S. factory that will use animal waste to feed black soldier flies, which will then be turned into food for pets, poultry, and fish. The flies are not going into human food at this point. It's more of an ingredient application with insect protein than we are of a consumer application. So live in the pod, live in the, live in the dog house, eat the bugs, Fido at this point. I mean, like dogs eat flies sometimes. Sure. <laughs> yes. But then it goes on because it's CNN article. It goes on to say it's a business opportunity. And then why bugs are better for the planet, you yeah. know. Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of like the office. It's like people, it's like porn. They try to sell you um, a vegetarian chicken because the chickens have only eaten a vegetarian diet. Mm -hmm. like, ch like chickens are normally, chickens are not vegetarian. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. right. I love the videos where they get, they catch vegetarians that are like, my dog is a vegan like me and he wouldn't prefer, he would, pre he prefers to eat salad over meat. And then have you ever seen it where they put like meat and then salad and then the dog goes for the meat and they're like, you know, they're like, you know, the dog always goes to get the meat over the, the lettuce. Yeah. There's like the really famous TikToks of that. They're like, he's vegan, he's vegan. And then he goes for the meat and they're like. I love videos like that. Nothing like, I know there's probably some vegetarians watching us, but I mean, you guys. So you're going to now offend all of the vegans and vegetarians. Offending all the vegetarians and the vegans. So who have we offended today? It's probably a little easier to find that list. I sent you the other day what? about um, the kid who was telling the joke live on on air with, on that TV show. And he asked, he said the joke was like a vegan and a vegetarian decided to jump off a cliff to see which one would land first. Right. And the answer was. And, and the question, he said, who won? And he said, who cares? No, he said. It, to the end to the question who won he said society <laughs> that's not nice that's funny that's a good one that's a really good joke actually and if you're enjoying the show this morning and we have offended you but you are still here you thank got you. it you yeah thank you <laughs> yes we do america is a great nation because we have freedom of speech to say things like this a muslim would have thrown me off a building by now america is a nation that can be defined in a single word i was gonna put him no but seriously in a lot of countries the things that i've said already i would be killed sure sure that's why it's great that's why we love america okay yeah god bless america right. jesus loves us this i know for the bible tells me so Little ones to him belong. They are weak, but he is strong. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. You didn't Do you know how I know? The Bible tells me so. <laughs> Amelia puts her head down and puts her head on the phone whenever she doesn't want to engage. Jesus loves me. You also have an article about um, uh, people who have low emotional... Do you want to go through that article on the end of the show here? Why not? I probably it's probably me every single one of these. If you use any of these seven phrases every day, you may have low emotional intelligence. Here, here's a list of Austin Peterson's traits. Number one, I'm not changing. This is who I am. Me. This morning. <laughs> it's true. People with low emotional intelligence are often more rigid and will fight efforts to shift or evolve. Strong convictions are important, but so is being open to new possibilities. That is something that is really hard for people to grasp, yeah. right? That you can hold strong convictions, but also change them. 
So that's mm. that's a tough one for a lot nice. of people. We're talking about people who have low emotional intelligence. Here is the thing. Here is the list of things that are a sign of low emotional intelligence. Number two, I don't care how you feel. Me. <laughs> I care. I don't. <laughs> Having a blatant disregard for other people's feelings is a sign of low emotional intelligence. Displaying a lack of empathy for others, especially when they are going through a tough time, makes it hard to develop mutually beneficial support relationships. Okay, so when you're going through a tough time, I have empathy for that. But most people are just first world problem complainers, right? I don't feel empathy for people who are like, oh, my pronouns, right? Oh, I, I don't, can I please have an alternative to this dish because I'm gluten free or something like that? Okay, right. Like, how much empathy do I have to have? It's like, remember that day, the debate I had with Dave Smith? Oh, babies, all the babies in the world that are being bombed. And it's like, I just don't have an infinite amount of empathy for all the babies in the world that are being bombed. I don't want them to be bombed, but like, for God's sakes, I just cannot flip and care about every single baby in the world that gets bombed. I wish that I had magical powers and I could stop. Please don't kill all the babies in the world. Please save every baby in the world. But like, I hate people who pretend that they really care about everybody and everything. Like, shut up, you stupid hippie. You do not care about every hey, baby in the world that gets bombed. You're a liar. We, we do not need to be dissing the hippies now. I like the hippies. Mm, no, no. The hippies, they're lost. Oh, man, peace, man. No war, man. I care about all the babies being bombed. No, you don't. You don't give a... You, all you love to do is virtue signal for your moral high ground from your first world uh, problems about how you can... You know who cares about babies in other countries? Mr. Beast. Yeah. Mr. Beast cares right. about babies in other countries. You know why? Because he does something about it. Mr. Beast yes. goes and builds water wells in other countries and then in Africa. Get mad at him for it. Exactly. <laughs> for being white savior <laughs> complex and all that shit, right? But and then what else does he do? He oh, he cured blindness. He like cured right. a thousand people's blindness, right? And what does he get? Kicked in the nuts because he's a white guy, right? Mr. Beast cares about blind people, right? Right. I was watching the Bill Maher segment from this last week, and it was so good where he was talking about, uh, oh, this like looking at disability as something to be like, like you don't want to change people who have who are disabled. Right. If they're blind. Right. And it's like he's like, if I'm sorry, if I'm blind, cure me. Right. Fix me. He's right? like, It's not good to be disabled. But like because we, we elevate victimhood. Yes. Right. The left, especially, but some libertarians, too. They also though, have this this whole like view of the world as oppressors and oppressed. If you are disabled, quote unquote, then it's like it's something it's a status. It's a status. Sure. Uh, well, and, you know, here's the thing with Mr. Beast. Um, this is like he's getting hit because they're saying, oh, well, you're doing all these good things, but you're just doing it for social media clouts. Oh, yes. So but that's the thing. Like what this goes back to. Uh Greed is good. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Here's the monologue, actually. Let's react to it, because this is really fun. It makes the point exactly what I'm talking about. And and if I know we're in a season of giving, can we at least agree that giving is good? I bring this up because one of the more mind-blowing stories of this year was about the Internet celebrity, Mr. Beast, and how he was always getting raked over the coals for a series of charitable endeavors. Now, if you don't know, Mr. Beast is the most successful YouTuber ever with over 38 billion views. Feel oh, old now? <laughs> anyway, he takes some of the money made from 38 billion views and plows it back into doing things like, this year, partnering with a group of doctors to provide cataract surgery for a thousand blind people that restored their eyesight. Cool, huh? Wrong! 
He filmed their overjoyed reactions, which to many made him a performative altruist. A Washington Post reporter tweeted, what truly needs curing is society's view of disabled people. And BuzzFeed agreed, Mr. Beast- Taylor Lorenz, who said that. What needs curing is society's view of the disabled. Seems to regard disability as something that needs to be solved. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, disability is something that needs to be solved. Dude, yes. You, they, she said that, that she's like, like, the problem isn't disability. The problem is society's view of disability. So they're going to hate people like Elon Musk and the chip and, you know, where, that is, you know, going to try to change the world for the church. Right. And they or were talking free speech on Twitter. Right. And the, they were talking about how that they're working on, um, you know, a chip or an implant or whatever that would cure blindness. And like part of the problem is that when you do that, those people can see so many, so much more on the spectrum than you can just with regular human vision. Really? That's yes. exciting. Wow. We're turning them into superhumans. Right? I was thinking of like, that's like, that's, that's kind of cool. Like, very futuristic. Yeah. That's cool. So that, oh, yeah, that's, just, see, that's exciting. All right, let's continue this. This is good. And what truly needs curing is blindness. Here's how I know this. The newly sighted people are cheering, not booing. Because Mr. Beast, whoever the fuck that is, (laughs) just cured them and you didn't do shit. You know the expression, shit or go blind? You didn't either. (laughs) I don't get the woke. They love nothing more than being a victim, except when they really are one, and then they tell you, I am not, go fuck yourself. Get get this, Uh, last month, Mr. Beast, in another dick move, (laughs) funded the construction of 100 wells across five countries in Africa to provide clean drinking water to half a million people. Good thing, right? No. No. (laughs) Not good, bad. (laughs) The founder of a charity called Face Africa called it kind of frustrating that overnight this person comes along who happens to be a white male figure with a huge platform, and all of a sudden, he gets all of the attention. Yes, but... (laughs) But you know what else is frustrating? Dying of thirst. (laughs) No. Mr. Beast, how dare he come in and bogart digging the wells? That's so white guy, always taking fresh water and shoving it down our throats. Oh, another thing this asshole did in Africa. (laughs) Was pay for the rebuilding of an African orphanage, which the director of the Hope and Homes for Children charity called it a classic case of white saviorism. So true. Ask any orphan to name the worst part of their life. Show-offs. Please. Please. We should be celebrating having dead parents. Hey, it didn't hurt Batman. (laughs) How, how, How did 
we get to this weird place, telling people who are actually out in the world making a positive difference, you're the problem. Yeah, um, quick question, who the fuck are you? Or you should have done more, or sooner, whatever. You suck, signed X. No, no, no. No, th th this is... This is also the National Institutes of Health, which last year proposed to amend their mission statement to exclude the word disability, saying it, quote, could be interpreted as perpetuating ableist beliefs that disabled people are flawed and need to be fixed. Let's take this moment to go on record. Folks, if, if I am ever struck blind or deaf or paralyzed, don't praise me. Fix me. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> okay. Well, have we, have we offended absolutely everybody today on the show, Camilla? Close. Yeah. Close. Yeah. But we do love you. And it, you know what? We stuck around. The numbers were actually still pretty good. <laughs> I got to say, I'm actually kind of proud of the audience today because we did run off a few people for sure. So the question will be, will you come back tomorrow? Yeah. I don't know. Some of them might not, but if you do have plans to come back tomorrow and you've got, that means you have got a thick skin, baby. Here's the thing, in all fairness, things go a little off the rails sometimes um, when I'm in the studio. It's true, it's true, but it was, I think it's the rumble fault. thing falling apart, like, really had a lot to do with it for sure. Anyways, if you enjoyed the show, make sure that you do click the like button before you leave. And if it's your first time here and we haven't scared you off by saying the satanic pimples display in Iowa looked actually kind of pretty. <laughs> or I don't some... think it's pretty. He thinks it's pretty. Yes, she does. She's lying. But <laughs> anyways, no, I won't put words in her mouth. She thinks it's ugly and horrible and terrible and a crime against man and nature and the government should ban it, of course, right? Did you say government? Did I say that? Dirty word. That is a dirty word, but uh, the show is clean and pretty. The Wake Up America show streams live every Monday through Friday, 7 to 9 a.m. Central Time. It's a great way to have fun and make friends. So make sure you come back and join us again tomorrow, 7 a.m. Central Time. We'll see you right back here tomorrow. Camille, anything else you want to say before we go? No, have a great day, everyone. It was fun to be here today. It was fun to be here today. Make sure that you check out AP4LibertyShop.com. That's AP, the number four, AP4LibertyShop.com today. Get yourself some delicious founding flavors coffee, and we'll meet you back here tomorrow morning on the Wake Up America Show at WakeUpAmericaShow.com. Goose Lodge in James.